Welcome to Squirrel, a writer's podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Crystal Kirk. I'm here with the wonderful Sam Absolutely Hendrix. <laughs> Absolutely. I love it. <laughs> Today's special guest is Jonathan Lazar. Welcome, Jonathan. Thank you. Thank he is you. A very awesome author. Um, he is the author of The Case Files of Zachariah Lars. Um, as he puts it, everybody's favorite bisexual detective, right? Yes, everyone's favorite bisexual detective. Love it. And uh, so your next book, which is coming out in a few days from when this podcast released, so September 10th, um, is the second book in the Zachariah Lars series, right? Correct. Yeah, it's very, very exciting. I'm, I'm very happy Kai Knights uh, picked it up. <laughs> we are too. We're thrilled and honored. I actually really want to know where Zachariah Lars came from. Oh, oh my origin gosh. Origin story. Yeah. Yay, um, origin story time. <laughs> so, <laughs> so years ago when I was in college, um, actually in, commu in community college, because, you know, getting my gen eds, it was cheaper. Um, that and I didn't know where I wanted to go. <laughs> Classic, story. Classic story. Classic story. Um, I actually was originally going to be a teacher. So I was taking a bunch of education classes and I was in, uh, what was it? It was my child psychology class. Um, I was there early, like I did, because I was a huge geek and nerd in no, school. No, I ran, not you. Not, no, I know. You would never know. Um, and as I waited for the class to start, I had just my notebook and was just writing and I came up with the perfect little short it was actually going to be I wanted to make it a tv show so it was written in a script format but it was basically a uh, pretty much a magic police officer coming to the scene of a club attack and it was a fairy club and so this pretty much then spawned this whole okay well what if magical world actually interacted with humans and so that's pretty much where it came and where it came from. And that scene actually, I was able to actually work it into book three. Ooh, yay. So we will actually get to see some of what originally was. That's amazing. I love when we can repurpose or like bring into the future our old writing because so often we cannot. Like <laughs> you look back mm -hmm. on it and it's like unsavable. <laughs> so it's amazing when we when you can. Yeah, it's super, super exciting that I was able to work it in. And then actually, originally, as I said, uh, if anyone caught uh, one of the live readings we've done, um, the uh, this book was actually plotted, or the one coming out in September, it was actually plotted as the third book. Um, I have a whole notebook, big, like, I think it's like a four or five subject notebook, and it has all of my world building and all of my plotting. Um, for the like series. A legitimate physical notebook? Yeah. Yeah. Like a legitimate physical notebook. And he has a legitimate outline because I've I do. seen part of your outline this, for like our contract. What's an outline? Right. <laughs> so this notebook has all of my, anything I do world building wise that doesn't immediately go into my Scrivener file gets written down in here first. So it's not canon unless it's in this notebook or in Scrivener. Wow, that's, but that's so, organized. I'm very OCD when it comes to world building and plotting. It's very, once I discovered Scrivener uh, back in 2009, um, game changer. 
<laughs> and if you aren't using it for I'm plotting not. your books and your series, highly recommend it. Yeah, I yeah. totally agree. See, and I feel, go ahead. You, you, I was about to say, Sam, we have had this conversation and she asks me, where do I keep my notes? And I say, in my head. <laughs> Jonathan, well, I feel like you, I mean, there's gotta be someone you're like, but you're so unique. <laughs> you have like the perfect amount of like, I, it's, it's not like you're trying to write comedy, but it's the perfect amount of comedy in like a fantasy detective noir setting. But like, it's that blend of that, like wit and intellect and intelligence. Jonathan just so writes on. like the great Jonathan Lazar. <laughs> there we go. Exactly. There we go. You know, it's kind of like uh, my actual wit um, yes. and humor that I put into him, uh, mainly because I'm very situational in my real life. And like, I don't always come up with something sharper, like right away. But when I do, people are just like, wait, what? And then they start laughing. And I think that's like very yeah. similar to, to Lars. It's, I think so too. He's not, oh, he doesn't try to be overly funny. It's just an in the moment type humor. And then it's just like, wait, did he really like, cause I get that a lot. A lot of my friends are like, did you just say that? I'm like, you're laughing. <laughs> I'm like, I clearly <laughs> did. Yeah, I have a very, I have a very dark humor at times. <laughs> yes, yes. Like very dark. You like, Mine too. This is one of the reasons we want, want, wanted you on here. We knew you'd be perfect <laughs> for this podcast. I have actually had somebody go to me, if I didn't know you, I would have been offended by that. But because I know you, it's just your sense of humor. You are very, it's a very horribly dark sense of humor. Me oh, and my yeah. roommate all the time. We're like, oh boy, thank God nobody can hear us. This is absolutely <laughs> terrible, but we think it's hilarious. Um, <laughs> I've also been told I should drink a glass of water before telling a joke sometimes. So apparently my humor is a little too dry and British. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's what Sam says. I love it. I love and it. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I love it. Sam, also known as the hype girl for the podcast. We just need like some like buttons that are just like, I love it. I love it. Literally, Absolutely. You could literally not even need me here. Yes, we'll call them Sam Bites. Sam Bites. And then if Sam isn't here, you just plug in your Sam Bites. Yeah, there Absolutely. You go. <laughs> totally, oh, Crystal. Man. So, okay, I'm going to get us back on track because we are such horrible squirrels. Um, but, which is where, always where the, where the sound, sound? <laughs> Dear yes. God, apparently one pot of coffee a day is not enough. Where the name of the podcast came from. Uh, yes. So I'm going to ask, in, in the topic of squirreling, since you are so organized, Jonathan, what was your biggest distraction trying to get these novels written? Oh, just my other novels. <laughs> I, I'm Honestly, I'm, I feel so bad for my husband some days because he never knows unless I tell him exactly what series I'm having a random thought about. He doesn't know what I'm, what I randomly talk about as I work out plot points. I'm just like, cause I'll start talking and I'd be like, Oh, this is perfect. I could do this. I could do this. Like I was just doing dishes uh, the other day. And as I'm standing there doing dishes, I had to stop and go take a note and he's just watching me. He's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, I just need to do a note. He goes, book idea? I'm like, yes. I I'm like, I got a plot hole fixed for a completely different series Yay. that I want to work on. 
And I, so I'm like taking this note and he's like, the water's still running. And I'm like, oh shit. So I had to run and turn <laughs> off the water to finish the note. But it's, it's honestly that it's, I have the type of brain where I have, I can work on, I can pick up a novel and work on it. I have numerous, numerous series that I have going at one given time. Um, but it's just getting the dedication to shut my brain off and say, no, you said that we wanted to work on this. We need to work on this right now. Don't start thinking about this, these other ones that you're also working on. Oh my God, that's so hard. Yeah, it is. It is. And then like, uh, what was it? Just the other day, I had to go digging through, I have a bit, not only do I have massive amounts of files on my computer for writing and plotting, but I also have a giant folder or a giant binder of just other things like notes and stories. I don't know why, but my brain was like, hey, remember that story you started in high school in, the, in your parents' backyard? Yeah, you should go work on that for a minute. And I was like, oh, where is that at? I'm like, is it in the binder? So I pulled that out and to review it. And then I put it down. My brain's like, okay, I'm done. Back to what you were doing. <laughs> no, no, totally with you there. I'm, I'm actually very similar style for writing. I have generally on the go. Well, right now, let's see. I have two novels that are, that are getting near to finish. I have one in revisions. I have a co-write project that I'm doing. I generally have a short story on the go, although I just finished one. So I don't have a short story on the go. And then I have my, my, um, uh, Twitter one where it's a weekly serial. So, you know, one or two things, one or two things, but then I'm thinking about all the other stories, right? Oh yeah. Hands down. I mean, I have, the I have my Zachariah stuff that I'm working on because I'm trying because I already have uh, the next book already written. I just need to work out timelines and fix stuff. Um, okay. So so when are we hoping to maybe try and uh, get that out there? Uh, that's a great question. Uh, probably next year sometime. We'll see uh, how things go. Um, have you ever? shared with the public a like rough timeline that I have seen not the timeline but like the full kind of plan that you had of like novella here here novel here like I have not actually that was actually only made just for you guys okay so can I just say it is fantastic like it like as a reader of Zachariah Lars to know that there could be that much coming hey, wait 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 how much might be coming like a lot, Crystal. Uh, I have I have everything. So my notebook has the first 10 actually plotted out completely. Wow. Um, but then after that, there's at least, I think, two, I have two full no novels planned that were originally going to be individual novellas. But I'm like, no, these are too big. They need to be novels. Um, but there's about... 30 or so novellas in this series. And that's wow. not including, and that's just what's on the official thing that I sent Kyanite. Um, outside of that, I actually have, um, I have a few novelettes. They might be novellas um, that are in the same universe. Um, one actually deals with the uh, Great Chicago Fire, so that's really fun. <clears throat> um, and I was, actually gonna email you guys about maybe using that for uh the website as the uh absolutely the paywall stuff yeah um and then as of yesterday <laughs> when i should have been working 
Actually, I was, no. Let me, okay, in case my boss is hearing this, um, when this gets released, I was working. I was in the office. I was babysitting the provost and doing my work. It was just, it was t- a tad quiet. Um, and so I ended up maybe, I did share this on Twitter though, um, and Instagram, the, the potential for a year 3579 uh, series in this universe where it's the far future with, uh, and how magical creatures and stuff and we're colonizing. So I may have started plotting some uh, far future notes for this series. (laughs) I think this should be public. I think you should totally throw it out there and say like, this is a subject to change at any time obviously but like I think because it's kind of like it's sort of like Mm -hmm. the comic book universe or like Marvel like knowing that there are that many characters that they potentially are going to explore like when people who maybe hadn't been comic book people invested back in Iron Man they thought okay maybe they are gonna go all the way with this that's how I feel about it it's like yes yeah so basically what I'm getting from this is Zachariah Lars is here to stay he, yes. he is here to He's stay. Going he is nowhere. No, he is not yeah. going anywhere anytime soon. So Do you know what we need is Zachariah Lars figurine. Oh, like a, a pop vinyl. A yeah, but I like wanna, Like that is my there are like just two dreams I have as an author okay. to well, besides being published, obviously, and you know, being able to do it full time. Uh it's having the pop vinyls made of my characters. And having it picked having something picked up as either a tv series or a movie those are like i know two completely opposite dreams pop source or like on on, uh film or tv they go together and we definitely need like a full netflix series yesterday right no we really do so netflix if you're listening uh zachariah lars is available to be picked up and it is a very long-running series so by all means (laughs) oh my god it would make a wonderful like like series almost like the way they picked up i zombie for a series worked mm-hmm. out great for a, a series like that it would i think zachariah Lars would be awesome that way well and that's how i was doing a lot of um marketing for the first one um the high elf mystery so if anyone if anyone listening haven't read it you need to because you're behind <laughs> um but i mark i was doing a lot of tweets around if you loved um carnival row that was on amazon because it's, it's very similar that Amazon, mm-hmm. what Amazon did. Um, I'm not saying they stole the idea from me, but <laughs> we're just going to say uh, <laughs> my stuff was out there first. So Amazon, if you want a new uh, urban fantasy series, <laughs> I'm available. <laughs> exactly. HBO too. Right, we'll, HBO. We'll take HBO. <laughs> HBO. We'll take stars. Netflix. Showtime, I don't know. We'll have to debate it. Is Showtime still just a thing? Just kidding. Like, is Showtime yeah, it still is. A thing? It, I think it is. I, I remember years ago. I remember years ago when uh, Stargate SG One was on uh, Showtime, mm-hmm. and they had like the sci-fi, like the Sci-Fi Friday. Mm-hmm. And that's how I got into Stargate SG One. Was the it was on Showtime, and yeah, and I don't. I think they just do movies now. I don't know. <laughs> we'll have to research that. We can reach out. Showtime, I guess, if you're available and want something, <laughs> we could do it. We can work out a deal. <laughs> Your people can talk to my people. <laughs> you guys are so losing me here because I don't actually have TV. Um, as we were talking about way before we started recording the podcast, I live in the middle of nowhere. I actually cannot get TV. 
these are I, like I got high speed internet. I can't get anything can other than anyone satellite get TV. TV anymore? I mean, we have. Um, yeah, I've Google. only like I've had Netflix, like Amazon Prime, for my TV for like the last five years. I mean, we when we moved from uh st louis here to tucson we got rid of cable we're like you know what everything's streaming now and when we did have cable it was the same stuff we were watching we were watching the same reruns of like south park family guy simpsons like all that but we can get all that but um when we bought our house here we ended up we do have like one of the uh the set the antenna things on the wall so we can get basic television wait but they we still have that in the u.s yeah basic television oh yeah that's how we watch uh, So You Think You Can Dance when it's on during the summer. That's only actually the only you can dance. Um, but we have, we stream everything else. We have an Amazon Fire Stick. We have, net, we steal our mother, my mother-in-law's Netflix password. And then we use Cody. I feel like Netflix is definitely not optioning Zachariah Lars now that you've admitted this. Damn it, Jonathan. Uh, you know, I'm, I used to work in retail. Uh, I used to work at Tivana. Uh, I am very persuasive. Uh, I am very good at selling myself and selling other things, <laughs> specifically tea. Uh, so I think it will be okay. <laughs> oh, man. <sighs> All right. For those listening, though, um, tell us more about Zachariah Lars, because I really want to know more about this character. Like, we know where, where he started now. Tell us more about him. Oh, my God. Okay, so as a person, uh, as you all know, he is, <laughs> he is bisexual. He is very sexually active, and he flirts with anything he can, um, whether or not it gives him an advantage. Um, he also just likes flirting. Uh, <laughs> Which is also sort of like me. I'm just a very naturally flirtatious person sometimes with guys. It's just what I do. Um, but I didn't want, I think when I was making him, he was going to be gay. But then as he evolved, I was like, no, I'm like he needs to be broader as a person. And that's, I think, where the bisexuality came from. I uh, he's originally from Chicago. Because uh, that's where, where the series was originally going to be placed um, when I was first plotting it. Because I'm from Chicago and I'm like, hometown pride, let's do this. But as I was writing, I realized, oh, I don't get downtown too often. And I don't know any of the streets. <laughs> Can't have a series where I don't know the streets. Um, but luckily, when we moved to St. Louis, it was just the perfect size that I'm just like, you know what? This, is, this feels where it needs to be. Um, outside of that, I can't give too much away about Zachariah's past, um, mainly because it's some spoilers, uh, especially about full his- Full of secrets. It is. He is full of secrets. He's full of surprises. Um, one of them is his age. Um, all I can say is he is considerably older than he looks. Um, everyone thinks him about mid-30s, early 40s, uh, but he is considerably older. Um, and uh, you will also find out in the uh, Time Traveler conundrum, uh, there was an accident in his cadet years that did have him uh, magically tethered to a ring. So there's that. Uh, one of the later books actually does go into his much further past. So there is that to look forward to and the accident which caused his tethering. Yes, I, th I think I caught your reading of that the other night mm -hmm. on the Kainai 
Kai Knight YouTube channel. Yes. So if anybody's curious about what Jonathan's talking about there, uh, hop on over to the Kai Knight YouTube channel and uh, check it out. He does a really good reading there, along with a bunch of others. Um, but yeah, that, that, that's how I spent my Thursday night instead of doing what I was supposed <laughs> to have been doing, which was editing. <laughs> I mean, I missed a happy hour with work, virtual happy hour with work, so it's fine. But I go every other week because like something comes up one Thursday I can't go, I go the next Thursday. And they understand as soon as I, as soon as they're like, where are you? And I'm like, author stuff. They're like, have fun. <laughs> and they're like, do what you need to do. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I'm very, I'm very excited because uh, when uh, High Elf Mystery came out, um, the, I was actually out of town a little bit after it came out. Um, I think I was at home for a funeral or vacation. I forgot why. I was, oh no, wedding. I was home for my brother's wedding. That's what it was. Funeral, <laughs> wedding, same difference, right? <laughs> Only reason I go home, funeral or weddings, honestly, <laughs> it really is. Um, it was my brother's wedding. Uh, and I think it was the day of the day of the wedding or day before the wedding. We we're doing some stuff <clears> and all of a sudden I'm getting pictures. I just, my phone blew up and I was like, what the hell is going on? It was all from work. There was about six pictures uh, all my coworkers had bought a copy of the book, uh, and they took pictures. They had picked up the book, took and took pictures around my desk with it. Um, and they bought elf ears. Well, actually, the Vulcan ears from Amazon, and a bunch of them were wearing them as they were taking the picture. So that was very fun to see. That's amazing. I was just about to repeat. I love it. Here's a writing related. Well, here's a writing related question that involves food and alcohol. Why is it so? hard to write in food and alcohol convincingly into books you know to be fair i zachariah is much more of a drinker than he is an eater um i don't i don't know i don't know how often i actually write in food um i think it's maybe once per book that he's actually eating um i think i mentioned it once in the new time travel conundrum and i think it's mentioned once in the high elf mystery um other than that you know you could go through and you can count the times he drinks <laughs> either coffee or alcohol um which is really weird which is really weird because um my epic fantasy series um the gehenna cycle it takes it's pretty much takes place so the whole background of this is it started as an independent book but then slowly, as I world built it, it slowly evolved into the far future of another sci-fi series that I'm working on. So it'll all eventually loop around and it's all in the same, same universe. But that one, I have no problem putting in food at all. Um, I am like George R.R. R. Martin with that one. It's, I, I describe like what the feast looks like, how the smell is. Like, no problem whatsoever. Like, salted fish, because that's the area. It's just no problem at all with that. And, but I think it just depends on, because I've seen that with a lot of reading that I've done. It, it just depends on the genre, I think. More of it the does, paranormal yeah. romance, urban fantasy, is obviously less on the decadence and stuff like that as Crystal shrinks away. Um, whereas, like, the fantasy, and the more deeper fantasy you go, the more... It's like that. I don't know. That's and my your thought. writing style. There's yeah. definitely like I tend to be like a very not super descriptive writer. I tend to be like very plot and character driven and focused, and things move 
quickly and I have to really go back and give more details. And so I think <laughs> like if you're that type of writer too, even if you're writing, like you've got to maybe be a better writer. <laughs> maybe you bolster your descriptions regardless of your genre when you're speaking of Sam. But no, I think you're right too. The fantasy, the fantasy genre does like call for those yeah, descriptions. It does. And I, I actually notice when I go back to work on my fantasy, my more hardcore fantasy stuff, I, I am much more descript with my writing. Yeah. But then again, Zachariah Lars in the urban fantasy, it has to be more action driven. So it's just very, yeah. there are times where he slows down and he can describe um, the area he's in because he's a detective and you need to be able, to, the audience needs to be able to point, see those clues and that he's seeing but where the fantasy is just like, I can go all out. I'm like, this is what the stone's looking like when it's the, as the soft afternoon glow is hitting off of them and the mountains. It's, you know, it's one of those, it's one of those things. But, you know, that's a great pro trip though, Sam, that you gave. It's like, it if you want to be a better writer, make more food. <laughs> Put more food in your books. Bing, bing, bing. I was going to say to your Jonathan too, when you were talking about your, like having ideas come up to you and you're like, hold on, like <laughs> water's running. Oh. Literally and so mad recently just saying shh randomly like I'll just <laughs> stop talking he's like what I'm like don't say another word I have to go grab a pen or something but it's usually like I need to stop from existing like, I'm like you're in the room with me be quiet oh <laughs> so yeah that's what it takes for me to write hands down <laughs> it's I'm like I get an idea and I'm like nine times out of ten it's usually while we're driving or we're at the store and I'm just like ooh that's gonna I need to put that somewhere I'm like what series will that work so I have a bunch of just notes on my phone for different series and I'm like you know what you work here oh my god <laughs> like, I'm such a different here. such a different writer I, I don't write very much down unless it's, it's an just, actual yeah. full idea I don't write it down so many people we I've like posted about this on Twitter too and so many writers have written back and said the same thing they don't have they if they have a good idea they don't forget it and so they don't worry about writing any ideas down and I was like i literally have one million thoughts a day if I didn't write them down absolutely good ideas would be lost like it's, no way yeah My I mean I used to be not hold them I used to be a uh, a panster years ago I was able to just do things on the fly but then I realized I always wrote myself into a spot where I'm like okay well now where do they go from I need to get I know where I need to get to be I don't know what's going on. And I sort of have a vague idea of point B to point C to finish it. And so that's kind of why I'm like, okay, I really need to sit down and really start plotting this stuff out. Heard. Whether it actually still follows that as I'm writing it up in the air, but at least I have a general idea of where things are gonna go. Okay, Zachariah Lars, you were saying he's a huge flirt. Yes. And we were talking about things that distracted you while writing. Is flirting a distraction for Zachariah Lars? And if, and like, what else distracts him? Oh, you know, it sort of does distract him a little bit. Um, <laughs> especially you'll see in um, the upcoming uh, Time Traveler Conundrum, it's, there are multiple times where he tries to flirt or he is flirting. <laughs> And it just a train, just a different train of thought at, at times. And then all of a sudden, something else will happen, and he's like, "Oh right, this was going on." <laughs> um, 
like in one of the in well, the first reading I did where I did a sneak peek, he met with uh, Professor Hardigan, who sends him a notebook. And that's the whole non-spoiler plot of the book is behind this notebook and why he was sent it by this professor. And he tries to flirt, but the professor being very British, either didn't want to or didn't understand it. And so Zachariah is like, oh, all right, guess we're just going straight to work then. Let's, let's have a talk about this. But then later on, he's... I guess this it. book isn't going to be about sex then. Um, spoiler, uh, chapter two does have a sex scene. So, uh, yeah, um, it does have a sex scene. Ooh. I know. And uh, <laughs> I thought it was very risky when I put it in <laughs> and uh, sent it, but uh, it got approved. And uh, I know Jabe, who helped uh, go through and edit and stuff, liked it as well so you know what it works <laughs> but uh later in the book he does end up flirting with um with a magi police officer so and but it does distract him slightly and that also happens in the first one too he flirts with a few I love people it. and he does get a little distracted while he flirts because he's he's a very sexual character and when he flirts his mind just immediately goes to, okay, what can I do with this person? <laughs> yeah. I love to see that personally because I think it's lacking, like just, I, I do. I think it's lacking in the fantasy genre. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's lacking in science fiction as well. I think that when we're dealing with these big themes and people are out and about and they're adventuring and there's all kinds of reasons for it, but I think that so many people are portrayed as like, virtually like asexual just there's so many characters who don't seem driven by or seem to have thoughts of sex at all and it's such a basic human thing that mm -hmm. I kind of look at that and I just sometimes feel like it's wanting there's some stories where it makes perfect sense and I, I don't feel like it's wanting the character just doesn't it, it makes sense and then there's other times it feels like it's just kind of omitted so I, I do love that about this series because I feel like it is more somehow authentic like this it, it just makes sense well, it's definitely something I like to see more in fantasy and science fiction is because when it comes to human sexuality, there, there's a huge wide range there mm -hmm. and you really only see one or two perspectives. Oh, yeah. Um, and that pisses me off, too. <laughs> yeah, it's either you're this way or it's the complete opposite. There's really that that not in between, I think, which is why as this, this series has evolved, he's pretty much been like, no, no. He goes, I'm going to flirt with both. I'm going to do this thing you know what, you wanted to do this, but I'm going to go ahead and do this. So, but it's, it's very, yeah, it's, it's fun to write that. Um, Cause it's, if you, uh, years ago when I was in college, we went to a, I was part of the LGBT group through Illinois state. That's actually how I met my husband um, back in college. I know so adorable. <laughs> much longer story involved with that uh and exes and stuff like that it's it's a fun story uh for another time when we're drinking um but we ended up at the national um pretty much lgbtq plus conference for college students and while we were there uh we got to meet uh robin oaks who is a huge um bisexual advocate um, she's written books on it. She, uh, it's, she's a phenomenal person to listen to and have a conversation with and read. Um, but her, pretty much the whole gist of her and her work is sexuality is a very much a spectrum. And yes, 
I may be bisexual, but I could lean more this way or one way. It's not just a rigid, rigid system. Um, and I really think I put that into Lars where it's just, he's very, he just kind of goes with the flow. It's like, oh, Believe you're you attractive. Yes. Yeah, it's like, you're attractive. You know what? I think I can sleep with you. I'm going to flirt with you. <clears throat> it's just that he's just a very go with the flow type person and whatever attracts him, attracts him. I love that. I love to see that portrayed in that story specifically. And with God, Zachariah is so awesome. He's such a cool character. He's so funny. And he does, in some senses, remind me of you and the humor and everything. So I I love that he's as as broad as he is, as open as he is, I guess. Um, Just like you're saying, I I wish I had better words for, for the openness yeah, you know openness it works you know fluidness works you know yeah it is. <laughs> he is he's he's zachariah <laughs> i i identify with zachariah so i love him yay one yeah. one last question okay because i have the books to read i haven't had a chance to read them yet because <laughs> i don't know if you guys ever follow my life is absolute fucking chaos <laughs> absolutely <laughs> absolutely yeah, and I love it, but... I know it's absolute chaos. <laughs> I love my absolute chaos of a life. But um, other than our lead character, Zachariah Lars, are there any really reoccurring characters that you adore? Um, yes, the beauty of this one, uh, the upcoming one, it actually sets the groundwork for numerous ones that are upcoming. Um, it sets the scene for um, secret societies. Uh, it sets up a recurring villain uh, who will be in a few of them, um, and but and a few other magi who will be making appearances as well. Um, but probably my other favorite character outside of Lars, it's got to be Blake. It's got to be his witch half fay shop friend, Blake. Um, he is actually based on a good friend of mine. Um, so, Andrew, if you're listening, uh, you know I love you. Because um, uh, he's a witch. Uh, he's a queer witch. And he just loves what I've done with this character. Um, but Blake actually is one of those set returning characters. I think I only have maybe one um, in the first 10 plotted where he doesn't make an appearance. That's wonderful to be get like to be become a character and a good one, like not in a bad way for the right. People. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's such an honor. Oh yeah, he loves it. And uh, when I was home, when we were home last, I had a couple copies uh, that I was giving to um, a few family members. But I had one specifically for him. We met at breakfast, and I'm like, I have a gift for you. And he's like, What? And I'm like, It's for you. And he's like, <gasps> He was super excited. Uh, he was super. Ex- he has. Uh, He's beta read a few of the chapters in the upcoming one, and he's very excited as well to be back in it. Um, So, yeah. Blake, outside of Lars, is probably my second favorite character. I love knowing that. Now I I know Blake is actually based on someone in real life. That's so cool. Yeah. No, absolutely love it. That's why I had to ask, (laughs) because I know as an author, I may love my main character, but sometimes there's those side characters that Mm -hmm. you just fucking adore. Door oh yeah enough of. oh yeah Indeed. yeah and blake is definitely one of them <laughs> well guys um i guess we're gonna call this a wrap yay 
Thank you, Jonathan. Yay, I don't know. How do we end yay. podcasts? I don't know. Yay. Yay, Brendan. <laughs> 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 Sam jumps on board. Woohoo! Woohoo! Love it. Yeah, guys. Thanks for sticking <laughs> with us for another episode. <laughs> so thank you, Jonathan, for uh, being on the podcast with us. Uh, Zachariah Lars and the Time Travel Conundrum. It's coming out uh, very shortly, September 10th. I've got that right, right? Yes, you did. Because I know I have a book releasing around the same time. I keep telling myself, don't say that date. Don't say, <laughs> don't that, say date. that date. Don't say that date. <laughs> <laughs> but you should also pick up her book as well. Yes. <laughs> oh, you, know. <laughs> you know, if you want to, please feel free to do it. Do it now. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's coming out September 10th. Uh, don't forget to pick up the first one as well. Uh, Zachariah Lars and the High Elf Mystery. And uh, of course, we will be recurring podcasts every 15th and 30th of the month. We hope you keep listening, like, subscribe, share, you know, all that shit. Have a great day. Bye. <laughs>